Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. ready. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. What do you want me to be? Sister. Here are the choices. This guy. Jeff, how are you? You look good today. Did you trim your eyebrows? I like, I like. Jeff Lutz. It's not really about sense of humor. It's about whether I want to humor you. Do I? Not really. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. I heartily endorse this event. Hello again, everybody. Welcome a Monday edition. The Bob and Jeff Show here on KFH Radio. Lots to get to on a day in which we're apparently waiting on some weather to hit. We've had rain, some wind. Uh, what are the Storm Team 12 folks? We might get you, an inch, inch or two of snow, but it's going to come tonight and it'll be over probably uh, by around 5 a.m. tomorrow. So not a lot of accumulation is what I'm understanding. Yep, that's right. Well, it, it was a little bit of the forecast Friday that you dealt us was get ready. Get your shopping done. Uh, make sure you it was Friday. It was crazy. Well, listen, uh, I want the accurate forecast. Friday was nuts. I gave you that on Friday. Monday, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict days out. What? Uh, well, then why do they try? Because they don't. I mean, they do try, but they also explain to you that different models kind of show different things and uh, different patterns. You can't always predict because things can change. I'm Bob Lutz. He's Jeff Lutz. Uh, we've been arguing about this stuff for for years, and it will never end as long as I'm capable of uttering a syllable. Uh, 869-1240 is the, I, uh, not the IHOP hotline anymore. It's just our hotline. Yeah. You good with it? I guess. Who are we going to Max Power back in the uh, East Wichita studio. We've got All About You as our musical theme. The word you will be in every song we play All right. this we're, week. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel on these themes a little bit. Well, Max will figure it out. I mean, you is uh, in 93% so in of picks, songs. Notice how I just move on past you at times. Yeah, and it's a bad show because of it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, and uh, this is one of your many moods where you just trample, and that's all right. Go ahead. You are uh, leading the pick so far at four wins, three I have, losses. I have five. You know, you missed Buffalo, Chicago, and the Shockers. I picked Buffalo. Uh, they didn't cover. Yeah, they did. They were minus two and a half. What was the final score? They oh, they won, did cover. Yeah, they won by like two touchdowns. That gives us all an extra win because we all picked Buffalo. Uh, so, yeah, you get an extra five points. Duda gets an extra seven and Max an extra eight. 
Uh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, so I've got three wins. You've got five. Duda has five. Max has four. And I'm letting you all back in this thing. Looks like it. How many points do I have? Pretty A lot, right? Uh, 13, 17, 27. I've got uh, 18. Duda has 24. And I've only Max got... has 20. I've only got one on the line tonight, so I'm okay. I've got four on the line tonight, so I could gain a little. Duda's the one that could gain. Anyway, uh, we'll make picks a little bit later in the week on Thursday. It'll be all NFL because we are set now with the NFL playoffs. Uh, and everybody's up in arms about the Chiefs. Uh, they're going to be on the Peacock Network. Thoughts? Not really a network, I guess. It's uh, streaming. Well, I call it the Peacock. I guess network. it could be a streaming network. Uh, I it's have a pe- network. I have peak. It's a it's a streaming channel. It's a no. It's a network. I have Peacock. I'll watch the game. I'm not worried about it. I thought well, a lot of pe- people don't. And what I would tell those people is, I get it. I know you're not happy, but this is kind of the way the world's headed, and the NFL putting the playoff game on Peacock. Is not that big a deal, unless you don't have it, I suppose. It's not that big of a deal, but it's a pretty stark change to what a lot of people are used to. As I'm told by somebody, you can find ways to watch these games. You can. If you're uh, illegally, is that what you're saying? I don't know. You you can find ways. Uh, But anyway, the the, uh, Dolphins and Chiefs coming up Saturday night in Kansas City. Uh, I think that's the most attractive of the wild card games. Really? Yeah, because for a lot of reasons. Tyreek Hill coming back, that high-powered Dolphins offense. I think it might be in the bottom two or three games. Cleveland-Houston would be in that group, too. Saturday, two can't-miss games. Pittsburgh-Buffalo. Are you are you ready to apologize to Mike Tomlin? What did I ever say to you Mike Tomlin? You know he's not had a losing season. I understand, but slogging, you, you understand. slogging through these no, terrible you games understand that? with terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, he hasn't had a quarterback for a while, yet he's managed to have a winning season. I'm not going to give him any credit I for that. I think it's remarkable. I think he's a tremendous coach. Uh, they go to Buffalo. This is all Sunday action. Green Bay at Dallas. Uh, I say that not. That's not the most intriguing. Or no, Rams-Detroit is Rams way Detroit more intriguing. Rams-Detroit is certainly intriguing. Uh, but I think the uh, I think I'd still go Miami Kansas City Dolphins number one. Dolphins are the one. worst team in the playoffs. I don't know how that would be intriguing. The Chiefs should win that game relatively easily. I don't know about that. Why I, do you say they're the worst team in the playoffs? Because they haven't beaten anybody and they're banged up and they're not good. I don't like it when you espouse authority. Well, I mean, it's I, not I, hard it just, to see this. I know how little you know about the National Football No, you don't. I'm aware of it. Because if listeners you think Miami is some in, threat. Listeners may be tuning in and go, this guy really sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Maybe he's right. About maybe, you. Maybe we don't have to worry about Miami. You don't. We'll ask Jesse Newell that question at 225. Well, of course he's going to be more diplomatic about it. But if we're looking Why? at Why would Jesse be more diplomatic about it? Because that's not how... Uh, journalists uh, well, report. What are you? I am a opinion giver. Je- no, Jesse's, you're not. It, Jesse's going to break down. I'm the down opinion the... giver on this show. Well, be right more often then. I love that matchup. Miami is not good. I love the Cleveland-Houston matchup. Uh, so Saturday's a big day. And then I like the uh, I like the Rams in Detroit as well. 
But I don't care that much about Green Bay Dallas. Why? I don't know. That yeah, that game Dallas will win that by I don't know. Green Bay's been pretty good. Yeah, I like Jordan Love, but they're not there yet. They're not ready to go on the road and win a playoff game. Maybe next year. Get back to me. Now, oh, this is authority. That's dumb. I mean, this is ready. who's ready? Who's been through the, the war. What does ready the, mean? Been through the the fire and knows what he's talking about. But what does ready mean? They're not ready. They're ready too, how? They're, Jordan Love's not ready to go win a playoff road game. He's just not. But what does ready what, mean? Bet me some money. No, I'm no, just asking legitimately you. Legitimately bet me money. I'm asking I'm you what gonna ready means. I'm not even going to ask for the point. Bet me money who wins the game. Are you picking Green Bay to win I'm, it? I'm not necessarily, but I'm also not I'm not blasting All off right, cliches about you, being ready. I don't even know what the line is. I'll give you nine and a half. Perfect. A hundred bucks. No, a thousand. hundred. No. A hundred. I'm only doing four figures. A thousand dollars or nothing. What is the line on that game? I bet it's seven and a half or six and a half. Now or you're four. worried. No, I'm not. See, that's all it takes. Get your little line in there and then look at him, everybody. Yeah, I jumped at it. Thank you. I don't know this ready stuff. Either you win or you lose. You play well or you don't. What is the line? I'll tell you right now what the line is. It's seven and a half. That's what I'm I said. I'm giving you nine and a half. Perfect. A thousand. No, a hundred. Will you pay? A hundred. All right. A hundred dollars. <laughs> I didn't say a hundred dollars. A hundred what? I uh, will see. If you $100. lose, if you lose, it's dollars. If I lose, no, no, I'll do a hundred dollar bet right now. No, Win I'm or not lose. betting. I'll I'm give just you saying nine and a half. Then readiness has Vegas nothing to do with it. Only giving you seven and a half. What makes Dak ready? Well, Jeff, are you going to make the bet or not? I'm just asking questions. Don't ask questions. It's a big deal being at home. Uh, the Cowboys are going to win that game. They're going to cover that spread. Maybe. I'll make that pick now. Do you want the nine and a half? Yes no, or no? No, I don't. Because I don't, wanna, I don't want to. Thank you, to, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. I don't want to in. stand on me thinking a result is going to happen. Jesse Newell will join us at 225. We'll talk about the Chiefs. I want to stand. At 245, Andy Hill. See, the boys this basketball, is what you do. <laughs> the boys basketball coach. At Wichita North. No leg to stand on. Well, if you don't want to bet, I don't, I don't want to bet on a result. I want to bet on uh, abolishing cliches about readiness and who's ready. No, I'll never do that. I know what I'm talking Either about. Either you play well or you don't. You're you're tired on that argument. Everybody who listens to this show is tired of that. Why? Because it doesn't make any sense. It, it makes way more sense these, than these, who's ready. Why do they have sports psychologists? Oh my God, are we no, going why here? Why do they? Uh, the same reason they have regular psychologists. Give me that reason. Uh, because people go through things in their life that they no, want to no, discuss. No, sports psychologists. Same difference. What do they go through? Life. life so they happens only talk about life? They don't talk about how it's affecting their performance, their sports performance. So what's going on in Jordan Love's life that you don't think he'll... I don't know. Okay, we don't know. So I'm just going to say... I love Jordan Love, to borrow a term. So I'm I think just gonna he's going to say... be a superstar. But I don't think he's going to go on the road right now and beat Dallas. Well, I don't think it will have anything to do with his mental capacity. I didn't say that. Yes, I don't think a young quarterback is ready to go in and beat a veteran quarterback at home. But what is ready? How do you explain ready? I just ready? don't think it's going to happen. I also don't think uh, – here, here's another thing I don't think. You want to talk about a young team. I think a young C.J. Stroud is prepared for the moment because Why? he's at home. 
if they were going on the road for this game at Cleveland, you wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like their chances nearly enough, uh, or nearly as much. I think home road is huge. Why do you think these teams strive to get home field advantage in the playoffs? It's a big deal, even more so in the re- than in the regular season. Uh, so I'll probably be picking most of the home team. All right. Well, now we know uh, how you're leaning. Well, that's how I always lean. Well, but you know why the home field advantage is important? Because the home teams have better records, and that's why they win more often. Because they're typically better teams. Right. Right. Doesn't have anything so to do. If C.J. Stroud was going on the road, I wouldn't like Houston. But at home, I do. So that's what I'm talking to you about. All right. And if Duda was here, he'd, he'd line what up right makes, behind is, me. Is Flacco ready to go on the road? No. He's not? He's ready, but the Super team's Super Bowl not. winner? The the team will, will not be able. That'll be a good game, though. That line can't be much uh, uh, of anything. Two and a half. Cleveland. I, I'm all over that for the Texans. That's my guess. I have no idea. Well, you're right. Chiefs are three and a half point favorite. Bills minus ten. Lions minus three. Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, so some interesting lines we'll be dealing with later in the week as we continue down that road. See if they move at all. Uh, we're gonna postpone any talk of shocker basketball until Jive Talk today, coming up at three o'clock. Um, they lose yesterday at Temple in what is becoming a very typical shocker performance. Good in spurts, awful in spurts. Yeah. Uh, Good when they get behind, not good when they have a chance to take over. Good when they, I don't know, this team is so hard. I want to save it. All right, let's save it. For our number two. Uh, Because the shockers are, they got to be driving the fans crazy. Because they're driving me crazy. Or was it Mark Adams driving me crazy? Oh, I didn't get to watch the game because I don't have ESPN U. Uh, so I listened, well, figure it out. I listened to Mike Kennedy and, uh, you know. Figure it out, man. I don't, figure out what? a way to watch. Come over here and watch. I'm not that guy. You're not that guy to come and visit I'm your not, father. I'm not figuring out a way to watch guy. Either You're it's... not figuring out a way to watch it with your father? I didn't know I was invited. You're never invited, but you can drop in. Okay, well. I'm I mean, not... I don't do invitations. You either drop in or I'll never see you again. Okay, well, that works. How do you like that? You're invited to our house anytime you want. Well, that's not an invitation. Uh, we haven't been to your house in quite some time. Yeah, it's too bad. Isn't we got to get out there. You would think. Well, what are we going to do when we get there? Hang out with us. What are we going to talk about? Whatever you want. Uh, we have to carry too much of the conversation. It becomes... What are you talking about? You don't talk much. I don't. No. My wife does. Yeah, she does a good job. But then I got to sit there and pretend I'm interested in quilting. And I'm not. Oh, okay, frankly. taking a shot at my wife who never has talked about quilting. But what? <laughs> it's beside the point, I guess. Boy, that got, that got you a little fired up, didn't it? Well, do you want me to start taking shots at, at Debbie? I said that without any knowledge about whether your wife quilts or not. Yeah, but there was a little There was nothing hostility. There was no hostility. A little malice. Did you watch the Golden Globes last? Of course last not. Week? I chose to watch that as I will 100 out of 100. I am it was they 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 got some guy I'd never heard of as their host. What's his Joe name? Joe Coy. He's been in Wichita. He's going to be a, at the Orpheum this week. He's a very I thought it was later. Um 15th. 
Maybe next week. Um. Anyway, here's what I'll say. Very popular. Not community. funny. No. Unprepared. He can't go out and start insulting the biggest stars in the in the world because he doesn't have that cred. Correct. Why do you do that? Why not just go out? That's and what tell people some... have come to expect when Ricky but Gervais. But not from him. Uh, Ricky yeah. Gervais. Uh, Amy, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Yeah, they can do it. There's many people who can do it. Uh, it wasn't a great production. It wasn't like it usually is. But I'll tell you this. Nowhere are there more stars gathered at one time than at the Golden Globe Awards. I'm, I'm, I was just amazed. Name a star. Name a mega star. Sandra Bullock. Don't know if she was there. Name another one. You know I don't know stars these days. Name, I have to go. Name, I have to go back to the '90s. Name three or four mega stars. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Why do you go? Why are you going with these people that you know weren't there? I don't know Samuel they weren't L. there. Samuel L. Jackson wasn't nominated for anything. I don't know name, who was nominated. Give me two more. The people you read the nominations, I'll I'll have heard of ten percent of them. Name name a couple more mega stars. Well, I already know Taylor and Sel- and Selena Gomez was there. Name a couple more. Anna Kendrick. No, she wasn't <laughs> nominated. I don't know who was nominated. You sound like a buffoon. I mean, here I am, the sixty-nine-year-old on this show, who's much more up on pop. Yeah, culture but if I wanted to be, I would be. Than the I don't 41 care. Forty-one-year-old. But I don't I care. I raised you to be a pop culture person, and you used to be. Yeah, when it mattered. You got I know. fifteen million movies up here. In, that we stored away. Where? Up in this room. Oh, uh, me? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Kevin Costner. Robert De Niro. What was Kevin Costner Matt nominated Damon. for? Uh, just all, you, you can't. Uh, Meryl Streep. It, the list goes on and on. Taylor Swift. Uh, uh, Good for them. What's the Barbie woman's name? Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah. And the guy? Jake Gyllenhaal? No, no. The guy that played Ken. Jake Gyllenhaal. Ryan Gosling? Yes. I get them confused. All of these people are there. And then shows that we love when, you know, that's why we watch these shows. Beef won everything. You wouldn't watch Beef. It was. I watched like an episode or two of Beef. It won everything. I just don't care, you know? I mean, I just don't care. When did this happen? I don't know. You don't want entertainment. That you don't want to just—I do want entertainment, but I don't lose yourself in a show. I don't want to sit and watch these super serious, violent shows uh, centered around. It's not super serious nor violent. You know what I started watching yesterday? Uh, Daffy Duck series. Curb your enthusiasm. Well, it's funny. I'm going backwards though. I'm starting with the last season. The final season of that begins very soon. February, something like Uh, that. And Succession won everything. Of course, we love that show. Uh, and I speak for my wife when I say this. My wife is now, we got to watch the Golden Globes tonight. She did say She's that. that person. Because yeah. when we get together, I never hear her say, you, you guys, you guys have to watch anything. Succession. Again, it's quilting. But I figured if she was that into it, she'd I say, man, roll, you guys man. really got to watch Beef. Have you well, seen Beef? We know that you guys don't watch this stuff. Shannon does. All right, Shannon, you need to watch Beef. Shannon will watch stuff. You need to watch Fargo. Uh, you need to watch some of the movies we've seen of late. Oppenheimer won it all. Good I for Oppenheimer. You, I told you it would, didn't I?
Uh, sounds like a pretty solid movie. I'll have to watch it. At some I point. would hope that you would. Uh, just things like that. I just want you to be engaged. I want you to be able to come on this show, which is a variety show. Well, I'm never going to care about who's who's and nominated or well, who wins. I get Mike Furches's. I will only care about the things that I enjoy, and I'm not going to. Here's what I'm going to do: fake enjoyment. I'm going to bring Mike Furches on the show Tuesdays and Thursdays. You'll be on Mondays, Wednesdays, Friday. Okay, cool. You good with that? Yep. And then Dude will fill in here and there. Man, that'll be some awful radio. No offense, Mike. Really? Mike? Now Mike Furches is awful. He's not awful, but, I mean, she's not me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can't believe that. All right, Max, time for a break. Boy, I hit the ground running this week. Normally it takes me a little bit. I got to get my motor well, revved up. Well, you were up. Uh, revved up by the Golden Globes, apparently. I love the Golden Globes. I love entertainment. I love, I'm rediscovering my love for movies. That's a good thing because I was worried it was lost, honestly. I'm glad That's for you. That's the truth. So movies are back in my life, and I'm proud of that. I'm happy for it. All right, we'll be back. We'll talk some Chiefs with Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. He joins us next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All about you. Max has picked the most obscure Three Dog Night song ever. You. That's obscure. Trust me. Uh, we are joined by Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. We're going to talk some Chiefs. Jesse, welcome. Hey, guys. How's it going? 
Going well. Are you back from uh, L.A.? Yeah, I just pulled in uh, the house uh, after I'm back to the airport. Wanted to uh, beat the uh, whatever that we call this, the slushy stuff home. So roads aren't too bad yet <laughs> up here in the Kansas City area, but uh, only going to get worse, I think. So let's start with the, my son's contention that Miami-Kansas City is the worst of the wild card games. I said in the bottom two weekend. or three. Now you said worse, and then I and and then I uh, changed I, it. I find this to be, if not the most intriguing, certainly one of the two most intriguing. I think Cleveland Houston is right there with it. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this is sort of Bob. You know this, the old sports writer way. Um, you know, people think we cheer for teams. We actually cheer for ourselves and cheer for storylines. And so uh, Tyreek didn't come back to Kansas City, which is sort of what he clamored that he wanted over the summer. He was disappointed that that game was moved to Germany. Well, he's got his wish now. You know what I mean? He's going to get one at Arrowhead that is going to be super cold, super frigid. So um, I, I think the TV folks basically let you know how they felt about it. They knew the weather was going to be crummy in Kansas City and that playing in the afternoon would have added 10 or 15 degrees. But they don't care because they want that game in prime time and they want the whole nation to be watching it. So um, I think it's actually a pretty good one, a pretty intriguing matchup. The weather's going to throw a wrench into that. But this is going to be all Chiefs and Tyree Kill. And um, he usually doesn't stop talking, which is great for us and great for storylines. And uh, I'm assuming he's going to continue to chat this week. And so uh, the, the Chiefs fans will be ready for him, and the reception he gets is going to be uh, something else to monitor as well. Who do you think uh, is more happy or whatever the word you want to use about the matchup? Is it Miami knowing that Kansas City's offense hasn't really clicked like it has in past seasons and they're not really you know, steamrolling into the playoffs? Or is it kind of the Chiefs for those same reasons and, and the fact you know that they get this game at home against a Miami team that's banged up? Yeah, I think the Chiefs definitely. Um, just because if you look at what Miami went through, you know, they were really close to having a home playoff game, and then if they won, they would add another home playoff game, and all of a sudden now, okay, not only are you um, coming off a loss, one you probably feel like you should have won, but you got to go play, play Kansas City, you got to go play a team that already beat you, and oh, by the way, you're going to play in frigid weather, which is something that uh, these Miami folks, I'm sure, are not going to be very used to. I saw a stat online, I believe it was Harold Kuntz of the uh, Fox 4, and this, I checked up on Stathead. He, he was correct when I went and looked up myself, but the last 10 games under 40 degrees that Miami's played, they're 0-10. Um, so uh, this wow. will be something to watch coming up on Saturday because uh, this game is not going to be under 40, guys. It's going to be under 10, and the wind chill is going to be hovering somewhere right, right around uh, the zero-degree mark, maybe a little bit below it. So um, I, oh, I definitely okay. think Miami, this is probably not something that uh, they really wanted to sign up for. And even if they had played the Bills again next week in Miami, uh, that would have been the, the scenario if they won. I think they would have definitely signed up for that, given the weather and the circumstances and uh, obviously being able to play in more comfortable conditions than they're going to see on Saturday. 7 o'clock Saturday night, Chiefs hosting Miami in the wildcard AFC playoffs on Peacock. Uh, boy, we're getting a lot of feedback about Peacock and Chiefs fans outraged that they, they have to go to a streaming uh, channel to watch the game. Is this the wave of the future? Do you believe this is going to be the way sports is presented to us in the next 10 years? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's unfortunate, but I think it's – I think I saw Peacock paid over $100 million to get this game or to be a part of the package that got this game, and you can understand why because, yeah, everybody's scrambling now. Everybody's 
if they're not in the local Kansas City market, which up here in Kansas City it'll be shown on KSHB 41, but that doesn't help you guys down there in Wichita. Uh, so I'm sure the bars are liking this because they're going to figure it out and put it up on their big screens. A lot of folks will just come and do that, and instead of spend, spending the money on Peacock, they'll spend the money on their first beer watching the game. But, um, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I – I think once Amazon dipped its toe in the game and got these Thursday night games and people started getting used to that and more and more people got integrated to Amazon Prime, you know, everybody saw the opportunity with that. And the NFL is just king, man. I mean, I, I know people are complaining about it, but they're complaining about it because they, they have to watch the game, you know? And, and that is the sort of thing, the gr- sort of grip that the NFL has over its its customers, audience, whatever you want to call it right now. So, yeah, it is unfortunate that a lot of people, and I know, um, especially, I mean, I, I don't want to stereotype here, but I, I had the feedback when a lot of the KU basketball games went to ESPN Plus, and that was a pain in the neck for a lot of people who would call me and say, hey, our, my parents live in a nursing home, or my parents, uh, you know, they have very basic stuff here and, and don't know how to get all this going. And so uh, it does make it for a challenge, but unfortunately it's sort of the way of the world now, and when there's money, uh, the NFL is going to take it. And I'm sure Peacock, like I said, paid a lot of many, many millions of dollars to have this game, this playoff game, and they've got to be pleased that it was this one because, uh, like we talked about, I think a lot of people are going to want to watch. Uh, we senior citizens are used to being marginalized, Jesse. We don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't even discuss newspapers, Bob. We'll just, uh, we'll just leave that there. <laughs> so, Jesse, we talk on this show a lot about the, the mental side of sports, and I'm generally of the mindset that these guys have pretty much experienced everything, especially the elite uh, the elite players and that nothing truly really gets to them that much. But is is this weather uh, a situation that's out of the ordinary enough to uh, affect guys mentally? I know they've all played in cold weather, extremely cold weather, but you're talking like like you said, below zero wind chills. Is that is that a mental hurdle? Absolutely. I mean, I definitely think it is. Um, I can tell you from walking into these games, it's a mental hurdle. It's a mental hurdle for me to walk through when I know I'm going to go to a <laughs> heated press box after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the thing I will say is, you know, we can talk about, okay, Miami has to play in the same conditions as the Chiefs, so how much of an advantage is that really for the Chiefs? And, and I'll hear that argument because, you know, there's, there's Miami players that have played cold weather before. I mean, they've drafted people like that too. It's just – the Chiefs go through more extreme stuff here. You know what I mean? I think that's as part of kind of the method to the madness for Andy Reid for his training camps in the summer where they, they go through the St. Joe heat. They, they practice through it, and they grind through it, and it's sort of like this is preparing you for when the conditions are not good to focus in and do these sorts of things. I'm sure this week, guys, it's going to be cold up here in Kansas City. Uh, as long as the field is clear, they're going to want to practice outside and get used to these conditions because – that's not really something that Miami can replicate when you are practicing down there in, you know, in Florida. It's just not something you can get your body ready for, whereas the Chiefs can kind of acclimate to that a little bit more. Plus, they've been acclimating to it over the course of the last couple of months. I mean, it hasn't been that cold here, but um, you, know, you get at least the feel for that, whereas Miami, um, you don't get much of that. You don't get much of that where they live. So I do think it is a factor, and I think anybody telling you otherwise is probably lying or they've got some sort of mental thing they can turn on um, that is above what I have because uh, you definitely feel that. The fans will feel that. Um, the players, the coaches will feel that. But like I said, if anything, I think it's a match of the Chiefs because at least, at least the Chiefs are sort of used to this cold weather where as it can be a real shock to the system if you have just spent most of your time in Florida and don't really understand what this type of cold is about. Yeah, the expected high of 13 Saturday was a low of minus one. So it will be frigid. Uh, so the Chiefs have a home game. 
But if everything goes as the seeds would indicate, they would then play Buffalo and Baltimore on the road. Uh, is this team equipped to run this kind of gauntlet right now, in your opinion? Can they, can they possibly pull something, something like that off? Yeah, could they? They could. Um, will they? I mean, that's, that's a tough ask, you know. Um, Sam McDowell, our columnist for the Kansas City Star, put up a, a, a column this morning. It's really good. I mean, the Chiefs were so close to having this fall exactly right for them. You know, if the Bills would have lost last night, all of a sudden you're past, you're looking at Pittsburgh, which they would have been about, you know, eight or nine point favorite at home. And then the Bills could potentially knock off the Dolphins. They would have been favored in that game. And if so, the Chiefs got another home playoff game um, against potentially the Browns or the Texans. And then they, if the Bills beat the Ravens, the Chiefs would have got the AFC Championship game again at home. Uh, and, and that would have been uh, sort of crazy to see the Chiefs-Bills again at Arrowhead potentially to go to the Super Bowl. That would have been an ideal, ideal. I mean, you couldn't have dreamed of better uh, a pass for the Chiefs. But uh, this one's pretty hard. Uh, this one's hard. And, uh, you know, barring an upset like the Steelers beating the Bills, this one's going to, you know, be the Chiefs having to go to Buffalo and play in a frigid game up there and in front of those fans. And finally, the Bills get a game in the playoffs against the Chiefs where their home crowd can be a part of it. But um, the Chiefs will have earned this one. I mean, I guess that's what you say. I mean, I remember a few years back with KU where the bracket kind of fell in front of them when they won the national title. And early on, kind of people talk about, oh, well, you know, people are going to look back and see that it was an easy road. Nobody looks back. You know what I mean? Nobody looks at that and says, oh, you're less of a champion because of uh, other things that happened in front of you. So the Chiefs certainly are going to have to earn this one. I think the positives for them are what you would expect, which is still have Andy Reid, still have Travis Kelsey, still have Patrick Mahomes, and uh, their quarterback is healthy at the right time, and the Chiefs got a week to mostly rest yesterday at the right time. So if any time to put it together, it would be right now. And because we've seen evidence of it in the past, I'm not going to rule it out for the future. But for the Chiefs right now, I mean, after being a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home here against Miami, if you win, you're an underdog on the road against Buffalo, and you're an underdog on the road against the Ravens. So they definitely are going to have to play really well over the next three weeks, probably better than they played in a three-game stretch all season uh, to make it back to another Super Bowl. So the, the they still have Travis Kelsey thing. Um how much do you think the noise around him has distracted uh, from the fact that maybe he's not quite the same guy he is? Do you think maybe he still is the same guy uh, he has been? And, and what can we expect uh, his role to be? I'm sure it won't be diminished at all, but how important is he come uh, this postseason? Yeah, he's, he's really important. Um, I just don't know how healthy he's been, and that's the question. You know, he had the knee injury week one. And these guys don't talk about injuries after that, but it's it's just something that could linger over time. He's been on the injury report with a neck injury the last few weeks. He decided not to play in this past game when he could have gotten his 16 yards to go over 1,000 for eight straight seasons. So I thought that was pretty telling. But, you know, for the Chiefs, he's the best of what they got. I mean, um, Rasheed Rice has emerged lately, and he's a nice weapon, and he's good with yards after the catch. But – Travis Kelsey's still the guy, and it does seem like over the second half of this season, he really has slowed down. It, it hasn't been the same guy out there. He doesn't move quite like he used to, but could he do it for two or three more weeks? Can he do it after a week off? Can he get that or at least be a reliable option for Patrick Mahomes when he's been searching for those all season? Um, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't I would rule it out, and, and he is the sort of guy to me that really would thrive in a cold weather game. You know, you talk about, hey, is, is Jesse Newell impacted by the weather? I'm raising my hand telling you yes. Travis Kelsey is the type of guy that will go out there in short sleeves and shorts before the game just to prove a point to his teammates that it's not that, you know, freaking cold out here. And so um, we'll see. I mean, 
you'd mentioned, Jeff, I mean, like the evidence of it lately to have a Travis Kelsey breakout performance is not there because he has not been as productive in the past few weeks. But it, I just sort of like I really hesitate to just say it's not going to happen because we've seen it happen before. And like I said, the, the circumstances are there in this sort of game, in the playoffs, with him having a week to rest, a week to get better, uh, for him to have a big game again and for him to be that reliable target that we know he can be for Patrick Mahomes. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of a contradiction here right now. But uh, like I said, this is the sort of atmosphere, weather, playoff, stakes type of game that we usually see Travis Kelsey emerge. So I'm not going to be surprised when it happens that way. Well, I think Kelsey will be big because I saw Taylor Swift last night at the Golden Globes having an intimate conversation with Ryan Gosling. So he'll be fired up. Did that work, Jesse? <laughs> oh, you know, kind of all these motivational tactics. I, I mean, <laughs> should, should they tell Chris Jones he has a million on the line? Because the way he played yesterday, he set the career high for pressures in a game. I don't know, maybe, this, maybe this, everything needs to be incentivizing for him. So, yeah, on whatever <laughs> buttons you got to push to get these guys going in the playoffs, uh, maybe it's time to push those. Well, we look forward to it. Chiefs and Dolphins Saturday night on the Peacock Net- Network, 7 o'clock kickoff at Arrowhead. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right. Of course, you can hear that game on our sister station, KNSS, uh, as well as maybe the national feed. I'm not sure if we're carrying that or not, but my guess would be that we are. I Yeah, no doubt. Did that uh, Kelsey? No. Nope. Gaz- nope, didn't work? No. Nope. Well, I I. I you, but at least I'm not afraid to try material. Yeah, but you fell into a dumb trap of, oh, Taylor's talking to a guy. It's got to be a thing. Don't do that. But at least I tried some material. I'll bet you some of our listeners chuckled at that. You think? Well, Jesse did. I feel sorry for that. A little bit. Yeah, but that was a that was A little a, bit uh, delayed chuckle. A cursory chuckle. Kind of. I'll admit it. Sometimes maybe I don't get everything. But, man, when I hit. You just wanted to let Jesse know that you watched the Golden Globes and maybe increase your cool factor with him a little bit, and it didn't it didn't. You know fly. what? I don't think I need to increase my cool factor <laughs> with anybody. Okay. I think my cool factor is just fine. Good. That's my thought. Andy Hill, our guest, sorry for that rude introduction. How are you, Andy, the head boys basketball coach at Northwest? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You are uh, on a hot streak. You've won six in a row since a season-opening loss to Heights. You have West coming up tomorrow, and then you play Cape and Mount Carmel on Friday. Uh, pretty good start for your team. Yeah, it's been solid. Um, you know, we certainly took it on the chin game one against Heights. Um, you know, but possibly long-term, you know, maybe that was a good wake-up call for us. I don't know, um, but – We've definitely been playing some better basketball. Um, you know, I, I like our team a lot. Um, we've got guys who, you know, know their roles, um, understand their roles, and, and play them pretty well. Um, you know, our guys who are, are considered more role players, that they know that, um, and they're not trying to do too much. And then the guys that we need to do a little bit more, I think, um, are starting to excel in those those roles as well. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a nice run, and uh, certainly – have our work cut out for us tomorrow. So how how did you regroup from that uh, loss against Heights early? Was it a situation where you started to wonder if 
if uh, what you'd seen in, in practice before the season was real and are we as good as I think we are? Or did you know that you'd stay the course and the guys would continue to buy in and, and it would turn around as quickly as it has? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, going into that game, you know, we told them, like, this this one game does not – first game of the year never is going to make or break your season. Um, you know, whether we had gone out and beat Heights or lost to them. Uh, but, you know, but then you lose by, by 30, and it's like, okay, well, maybe we do have to reevaluate some things. But I think we, um, for the most part, the guys did a good job um, just sticking with what we do. Um, I think we, we believed in, in our system and, and in the guys that we have and what we wanted to do and just kind of, you know, kept fighting away at, at how we want to play and trying to get better at, at the way we want to do things. And, um, you know, we that next game out after Heights was south, and that game was a battle that kind of went down to the wire. And um, once we found a way to win that one, I think we were able to have a little bit more confidence moving forward. So, Andy Hill, our guest, he's the boys' basketball coach at Wichita Northwest. Yeah, you, I don't want to belabor the point, but Heights obviously is on on a level maybe of its own uh, in the city league this year, Cape and Mount Carmel certainly will be in that discussion as well. So you have them coming up uh, the week, uh, the game after your midseason tournament on the 23rd. You played them on December 1st. In those seven weeks or so, uh, do you think you've closed the gap on Heights? You know, I don't know. Um, I Over the years, I mean, Heights, is, Heights has always been, you know, the last three years amongst the best teams in the state. And – uh, we have played them much more competitively than we did the first game this year. Um, they are they are obviously one of the elite teams in the entire state. I don't believe that they are um, on a night by night basis thirty points better than us. Um, but until we come out and prove that, you know, that's just me saying things. Um, you know, I I think that we can be competitive with them. Um, just overall thinking about the direction of our program over the last six years since since I've been here. Um, you know, we have, we have steadily improved, I think, each year for the most part. Uh, the next step for us is is trying to get into that next tier that you talked about um, with the Heights and with the Capen. And, you know, until you go out and you beat one of those guys, um, you're, you know, you're just another another good team. You're not among the great teams until you show that you can not just compete with those guys but actually go and beat them. So have we closed the gap? You know, I don't know. That remains to be seen. It's, it was a pretty big gap after night one. Um, but, you know, I think our team has has definitely uh, progressed and gotten better over these last seven games. You played at Northwest, right, Andy? Uh, yes, sir. I graduated in 2004. Yeah, I just I, – I knew that. I just, you know, it wasn't in front of me at the time, so I always get a little <laughs> bit nervous. But how much has it changed over those last 20 years or so, being a team in that part of the state – uh, with Mays and Mays South and, and Goddard and, and all the teams that are that are over there in that northwest kind of part of, of the county. Um, I don't know how many of those kids might have been in, in your district at one point. You probably do. But what, what, is, what has been uh, kind of the biggest change as far as that's concerned? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, certainly, you know, the demographics of – uh, not just our school, but but kind of all of USC 259 are, are continually shifting and changing. Um, you know, as you see the the suburbs, you know, 
Northwest High School used to be kind of right in the thick of, of the suburbs of Northwest, um, or of Wichita, sorry. And and now as things have continued to grow outward and grow to the west and to the north, um, you know, the suburbs are definitely um, – you're seeing more new families are kind of moving into Mays and Goddard and not as many new families are moving into the Northwest high school district. So, um, you know, that's just a change that we're seeing. I think everybody is experiencing change in one way, shape or form as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, just speaking for our basketball team, I love our kids. Um, we've got, you know, great group of guys that wants to be here. And uh, I think that's part of what's helped us be successful. Uh, just these guys, they love Northwest, and, and they love being a part of this program. Andy Hill, our guest, boys coach at Northwest. So get into some of your players. Tell us about some of the strengths of some of these players. Uh, what do you like about the team? What do you like about some of these individuals? Uh, so I'll kind of start with the team as a whole. Um, you know, we've got great balance, and our scoring is one of our strengths. Um, amongst our starting five, um, the lowest – points per game average amongst the starting five is 9.4 um, and the highest points per game average is 12.8 so I mean we've got five guys um, essentially that are averaging double figures in our starting lineup I think that makes us you know difficult to prepare for and, and guard because you can't really just take away one player um, you know we we preach every day we're not the biggest team we never have been um, so we try to really focus on being the fastest team we this came out of my mouth one day in practice, just kind of as I was talking, I said, Hey, we need to be the fastest team in Kansas. And, uh, that's some, those guys, our guys kind of latched onto that. And so that's kind of become a, I don't know, a rallying cry for us or whatever, just, um, not, not as arrogant that saying we're faster than everybody, but that's how we need to play to be successful and be the best we can be. We got to get up and down. We try and pressure teams, you know, 94 feet for the whole game. And so, that's kind of the way we need to play, and it's been working for us so far. Uh, we're forcing 20 turnovers a game. Um, so I think our guys have really bought into that. <clears throat> um, you know, individually, uh, you know, we've got some guys that are having some outstanding seasons. Um, Jerome Henderson is a kid that uh, he's probably one of the most improved players in the city league. He's got a great story. Um, his freshman year was, was the COVID year when we were trying to do the remote school. Uh, that was not a good situation for him, and he didn't even play basketball as a freshman. His sophomore year, he was not eligible to play because of he didn't pass classes his freshman year. Um, and now, you know, fast forward to his senior year, and he's he's making A's and B's in all his classes. You look at his grades. I mean, it's just it's a remarkable success story. He's averaging 12.7 points per game for us. Um, Eli Benning is a junior. He's another kid that's really improved. He's averaging eight assists per game. So, I mean, he, he gets our offense going. He really shares the ball. Uh, Tayshawn Williams is a name for us that, that everybody probably knows. And, you know, he averaged 19 a game last year, and, and I'm proud of him this year because he's kind of bought into, uh, you know, shooting less, taking less shots to, to overall make us a better team. Um, and he's he's been, been great for us there, been a great leader. Uh, Jace Glasper uh, didn't play last year as a junior, but he's come back out this year as a senior. <clears throat> Most people probably know him as from the football field, but um, he's just so fast, you know, kind of as our five man um, and such a, such a phenomenal athlete. We've got Darian Hammond as a sophomore. He was a JV player last year and 
Um, he's improved a ton. You know, he's averaging 10 points a game. Um, and then our role players off the bench, you know, they're all great because they know they're role players and, and they come in and play hard. Uh, Jay Sean Durding, uh, Franklin Aquay, Liam Calvert, Jadius Red, those guys all give us great minutes off the bench. So, yeah, I think our balance and then, um, you know, just getting the guys to buy into to playing fast. And a lot of teams say they want to play fast, but it's, it's really not easy to do, and I think we've done a pretty good job at it so far. All right, Andy, we appreciate it. Give uh, give Jay Sean Durding a little extra today. He's a League 42 graduate, so we're proud of him oh, and his contribution. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that. That's that's cool. Well, thank you so much. Best of luck. You've got West tomorrow night, Capon on Friday. Is that a home game tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, we got West at home tomorrow, and then we're uh, on the road at Capon on Friday. Okay. Well, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Andy Hill, the head boys basketball coach of the Grizzlies, Wichita Northwest. We'll take a break. We've got Bob and Jeff draft coming up at 325. Uh, The Oscar-winning movies since 1990, the category. That's right. We'll each pick eight, and then we'll leave it up to Max to determine his winner before we put it out for Twitter followers to deem me the winner. We will be back. Hour number two next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.